Chapter 2 of the Collection of Laments, the Book of Eicha, has a different focus. The focus of Chapter 1 was the aloneness, the aloneness of Israel, the aloneness of Jerusalem, the Batzion, the disappointment, those that we thought would come to our aid were not there for us. And by implication, God is not consoling us either. It would be good if God at least would console. But God does not console in chapter 1. But in chapter 2, it's much more than that. Chapter 2, which begins, Chapter 2 begins differently. How has the Lord covered the daughter of Zion with a cloud in God's anger and cast down from heaven to earth the beauty of Israel? Remember not his footstool in the day of God's anger. So the picture of God in chapter 2 is different than the picture of God in chapter 1. Here, God is an enemy. God is an angry God who casts down cast down from heaven to earth the beauty of Israel. And this theme of the angry God is uh, continued in the following verses. God has swallowed up and had no compassion on the habitations of Jacob, no Yaakov. Haras Evrato destroyed in God's wrath, Bat Yudah, it's very personal. God is a personal enemy of Israel. God is angry. Apo is God's anger. God is destroying Haras, Evrato in God's anger. Chileo, desecrating. In verse number three, Gadabachariaf, Kokerin Yisrael. Again, God profaned the kingdom and the princes cut off in his fierce anger the horn of Israel. He has burned against Jacob like a flaming fire. And this is even more explicit in verse number 5. God has become like an enemy. Like an enemy. God was like an enemy. Swallowed up Israel. Swallowed up all her places. Destroyed its strongholds increased in the daughter of Judah mourning and lamentation. Of course, as we had seen in chapter 1, Israel is called Batzion, or daughter of Zion. But here this picture of God is the enemy, this frightening image of God. God is a destroyer. So God is angry. God is, as it were, an enemy. God hates the sanctuary. God hands it over to the enemy, the walls of her palaces. And verse number 8 is actually very interesting. Verse number 8 is, God considered, God thought, proposed to destroy the wall of the daughter of Zion, Chomat Batzion, the walls of the daughter of Zion, the walls of the temple, the walls of Jerusalem, Notakav, stretched out a line, Loeshiv Yodom Mibaleya, 
Vayevel chel v'choma yachtav umralu. God did not withdraw God's hand from destroying. Tavu b'aret she'areho ibad b'shibar b'richeha, malkavu sareho b'agoyim e'in Torah, gam neviyeha, lomatu chazon me'ashem. So in the previous verse, it describes God as measuring out a line, but not withdrawing God's hand from destroying, made the rampart and the wall to lament, to languish together. Her gates are sunk into the ground. And this image of measuring is connected very much in the Torah to building. In fact, the sanctuary in the book of Exodus is measured. There's a, there are measurements, usually the amah, the cubit, and the clothing of the priest, the clothing is measured out. In fact, the tractate in the Talmud that deals with the temple is called Masechet Midot, the tractate of measurements. So here we have God measuring, but here it's measuring not to build, but rather measuring to destroy. So it underscores how, and the temple, of course, the destruction of which we mourn on during the three weeks, and especially on Tisha B'Av, that represented our closeness to God. It's where God speaks to us. It's where God is present. We visit from time to time. We, are, we see and are seen. And over here, it's quite the opposite. Here we have this idea of measuring, but not measuring to build, measuring to destroy. The walls of Zion, Chomat Bat Zion, the walls of Zion, Chomot are mentioned in verse 7 and verse 8. And the chapter picks up on this image of the walls of Zion. And it's very interesting that in this chapter, it describes God, who who is the enemy. In verse number 17, it's even more striking. God fulfilled his word that God had commanded in days of old, thrown down without pity. The Lord had done which God had devised, Asher Zamam. The expression Asher Zamam, Edim Zomamin, that talks about the witnesses who conspire to give false testimony. And God here has conspired. God has thought about this earlier. God now is working out a plan that God had kept in God's mind for quite a long time. This image of not just an enemy, but a kind of premeditated uh, effort to destroy, to destroy Batzion. So in this context, it's very interesting that the chapter has the following verse. They cried out to God, a wall of daughter of Zion. In the chapter, the daughter of Zion speaks of the wall of Zion. A wall of the daughter of Zion let tears run down like a river day and night. Give yourself no rest. Let not the apple of your eye cease. Arise, kumi, roni balaya, cry out in the night. In the beginning of the watches, pour out your heart. Like water, 
before the face of the Lord. Lift up your hands to God for the life of your young children that faint for hunger at the head of every street. So the chapter, the daughter of Zion calls to the walls to pray for us. And it's interesting that if we read the continuation of the chapter, not as we doing the talking or the crying out, but the wall. Perhaps this is what allows the chapter continue to continue in the way that it does. For example, verse number 20. This is what the wall is saying. Behold, O Lord, and consider, to whom have you done this? Shall the women eat their fruit, their cherished babies? Shall priest and prophet be slain in the sanctuary of the Lord? Young and old lie on the ground in the streets. The young men and women are fallen by the sword. You have slain them in the day of your anger. You have killed and not pitied. And here we have actually a very strong indictment, one might say, an indictment of God. Interesting is the expression, if the women have to eat their children, and Oleil is a young child, Tipuchim. The question is what Tipuchim means, and perhaps it plays off the word Tefach. A Tefach is, of course, the measure, a handbreadth. Earlier we had God measuring out to destroy God's temple, the walls of Jerusalem, and now the walls are giving voice to a complaint. Yes, you're angry, but look at the effect of your anger. Look who's suffering, not just the sinners, the little children, the babies, the mothers who are eating their children out of desperation, out of hunger. And the chapter lays this at the, at the feet of God. It's interesting, and I suggest that this kind of very strong critique is perhaps one that the chapter does not want Israel to voice. We don't voice it. There's a chorus that's voicing it. It's not us. But rather it's Chomat Bat Zion. It's the walls of the daughter of Zion. The walls themselves are crying out. The walls of Jerusalem are crying and they have no compunction about saying whatever they want to say. Maybe human beings do. But the walls do not. You killed in the day of your anger, you slaughtered, and had no compassion. That's what the walls are saying. And in this day of God's terrible anger, and the last verse of the chapter, in the days of God's anger, none escaped or remained. Those that I have cherished, measured, raised. My enemy has consumed. It's very striking. My enemy has consumed. But in chapter 2, who is the enemy in chapter 2? It's not just the enemy. That's something that on Tishabov we voice with reservations, with hesitations coming together with our own sense of inadequacy and taking blame for a lot of what took place. But in chapter 2, very strikingly, which has God as the enemy, it's the walls of the daughter of Zion that perhaps call God to judgment.